A couple of looks this hour at the experience of college. Later, for all you regular students, the pitfalls of making that big investment in yourself right when you're starting out. But this week of all weeks, about 140 million Americans are focused on a tiny elite of college students. NBA player Joachim Noah, he plays for the Chicago Bulls these days. But he insists that college and the NCAA were good to him. But could have been better even. I mean, we're playing in the Final Four, but you can't go watch the game because the school can't pay for it like why, why not you know why can't I mean how much money are we generating here hey college basketball students who generate billions in revenue for the NCAA NCAA president Mark Emmert says that just wouldn't be collegiate we provide them with remarkable opportunities to get an education at the finest universities on earth those are two excerpts from a new frontline documentary produced by our partner WGBH in Boston and correspondent Lowell Bergman And it raises the labor issue of unpaid college players. Money and March Madness, it's called, and it airs on PBS this evening. Also with us is Sonny Vaccaro, a student-athlete rights advocate. He signed Michael Jordan to his first shoe contract a long time ago. And Sonny Vaccaro, right off the top, let me ask, when you got involved in collegiate basketball, did you think that this was talent that was essentially all free? You know, I think everyone assumed it. Uh, You know, I have to go to it because my first role was with Nike, and we basically... Uh, went ahead and signed colleges, which therefore transferred down to the, you know the student athletes that participate in the games. Uh, but uh, yes, in, in, in a sense, uh, never gave thought to it. Never. Did you think of it in the way that, say, uh, professional baseball would think of it as its farm team? Although yours is basically the collegiate athletic landscape. Never, and not then either, John, because at that time, no one really cared about basketball. You know, basically, when Nike starts subsidizing the, the coaches and the universities, the growth of basketball was started. If someone wanted to be really honest about it, the most prolific game was the Texas Western Kentucky game in 66. But the advent of economics, you know, the, the start of economics and amateur athletics started with, you know, Phil Knight and Nike in the 70s. Uh, by subsidizing and paying coaches. Uh, There's no question about that. Well, they certainly saw something there out in the future, Nike and the gang did, and Sonny Vaccaro was uh, part of that team. Lowell Bergman, what have the economics become in the NCAA tournament, and uh, how much is on the line here? Well, we're talking $10.8 billion over 14 years just for the broadcast rights to the March Madness. But And I think what that indicates, that number indicates, is that it may have been amateur sports 40 years ago, but the quantitative question in terms of how much money is involved raises the question, what do the players actually get at that point? And what do you think they should get? And and did it cross some threshold where you believe or people like Sonny believe that uh, some of that money should be shared? Is it a matter of scale or is it rights? They should have been uh, given uh, money from the beginning. Well, it it appears that scholarships, you could say, was something that was a a form of payment or remuneration for doing the job. There's a real question about scholarships for a nonprofit institution of higher education not being based on need or academic ability but on athletic skill. And what does that mean? How does that change the whole relationship? And that happened back in 1973. And since then, it's been a one-year scholarship. So what you've got is a situation where people are actually working, sometimes 20, sometimes 30. We've heard reports of 50 hours a week on a particular skill that has nothing to do with an academic institution. So that contradiction is what exists. And the NCAA continues to maintain that they're not employees. They're not even paid by the hour or in any way remunerated for their time. 
their students. And that contradiction is what's coming to the fore now. But Sonny Vaccaro, I mean, never nobody's kidding themselves. I mean, it's not just a scholarship that many of these athletes get. There's lots and lots of things that come along with that basketball scholarship that are not available to the other students in the university. And if we start talking about paying some of these basketball players or any of the athletes in college, then, you know, I mean, it may come as a surprise to a lot of people that, but, you know, the music department makes money sometimes off concert tours. Are we going to start paying them? Are we going to start giving them royalties if, if the university makes a CD because oh, that includes the student musicians? Well, Celeste, that's all well and good, and it, it, it makes sense to uh, a person who does not want to get involved in this crusade in a sense that the monies you're talking about are minuscule for the music person or whatever, but in the end set up ways the, the basketball tournament, the basketball players and the football players and other things. They support the whole of the university. Well, but Let me jump is, in for a second and just say the music go, student who goes out and can play in a private orchestra in the summer can keep that money. The, the student-athlete goes out and works in the summer when school's not in session and plays basketball for money, and they're ineligible. Right, and maintaining this sort of like amateur status as part of the NCAA brand. Sonny Vaccaro, is there any way to put this back in the box? I mean, with $10.5 billion in just broadcast rights alone, no amount of advocacy and crusading on your part is going to turn this around. Well, yeah, I think there is. First of all, the, the tax exemption, given that he ends up way in the in the way, and John, we don't have time today to go through this, but it's a totally misappropriated fund base here, because you know what I what I just said there, you know, that these people hide behind the amateurism thing. What Lowell so aptly you know supplied to the audience was the, the amount of money just for this tournament. Lowell, I have to ask you one more question. It's just because we have better research on college athletics, especially in light of the economic downturn. And, in fact, recent studies have shown that supporting athletic uh, programs Mm -hmm. is actually the key, and I'm going to quote here, um, the key force in the rapidly escalating cost of education and athletics accounts for as much as 23% of annual bill for students. By the NCAA's own numbers, yes. only 14 programs in the country are profitable. And, they, and when they do the math on that, they don't include the cost of the infrastructure, the stadiums, whatever, uh, the Correct. practice facilities, and so on. What you have is a, is a, a uh, cartel organization doing something that in its, on its face is not just nan, uh, non-profit, it's anti-profit for the, for the educational system as a whole. All right, Lowell Bergman, correspondent at Frontline. The documentary is on a Frontline on most of the PBS stations. Check your lo- local listings this week. And Sonny Vaccaro signed Michael Jordan and uh, to his first shoe contract. Also, uh, Kobe Bryant, Sonny and Lowell, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much.